You have your weapon and your wits. And your loot. Fuck. I am extremely confident in my abilities. It's misplaced confidence. Hooray for disease. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. Welcome back for some sweet side action. And in case you couldn't tell, our sometimes glorious leader is absent this week. So I am Wait, once again stepping into the GM here? chair <laughs> while Alex is home tending to a sick child. So once again, we're bringing you a little more sweet side action. We are continuing with the Pathfinder playtest, just a little bit modified so that we can fit it into the pre-constructed story that I'm working with here. So, everyone set to begin? Oh. I, I said as I can be, yeah. I've never yeah. been less... Uh, I, I am extremely confident in my abilities. That's how we do it. <laughs> it's misplaced confidence. As Joe, Nick, and Tom have experienced before, and Andrew, this one's going to be new for you, you slowly feel your consciousness coming awake. Um, you're aware that you're in some kind of containment field, though you don't really know where you are. You don't really have eyes per se, but you can kind of sense your surroundings. You know that you don't have a physical form, and you can sense these three other beings similar to yourself that are floating nearby in their own little containment field. Now, I am becoming awake, and as I become more awake, I am zipping around this thing, because I know we're getting out. He knows what's coming. As you come to, your senses hone in on this seemingly gigantic face that's just peering down at you. It's old, it's wrinkly, and it's got these pointy ears. Something in the back of your head tells you that it's an elf, but you don't quite know where you know the word. He looks down at you, all of you, and he says, Good, good, you're coming awake. It is time for another adventure, my children. Come, come, I've prepared your vessels, and I will explain your mission as you acclimate yourselves. And you all feel your containment field kind of open, and you drift up and out, and this wizened old elf just kind of like herds you towards the back of the lab. As you start heading back there, you find these four vessels waiting for you, four bodies. There is a dwarf, a half-elf, a half-orc, and a halfling. So, where do you choose to go? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and choose that dwarf, for sure. First things first. Can I uh, jump into his body? Yep, you float right in and settle yourself. Can we jump, though? Can it, Literally. Can it be a little bit more excitedly? Just dive into the mouth. Yeah. Oh, sure. that's a good one. Gonna, that's what I did. Yeah, I'm going to zip up the nose of the half-orc. Oh. I'm going to go in the ear of the half-elf. Uh, I'm going oh. in. Yeah. There's only two other holes there, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you're at the end of the line. <laughs> going right for the halfling. <laughs> As you all get accustomed to your new body, you kind of sort through your memories and your abilities and pull out any weapons that you might have, and you just kind of like give them a couple of test swings, feeling oddly familiar with these things that you know you've never actually handled before. The wizened old elf again begins to speak. Now, there's a little matter of the Order of the Palatine Eye. I've been uh, confounding them for a little while now. They keep messing and meddling in things that they do not understand. Once again, they find themselves en route to the manor of a colleague of mine, who has uh, retreated into his own private manor out in the wilderness. 
I have it on good authority that he is going to be assaulted tonight in an attempt to kidnap him for the information he possesses. The Order of the Palatine Eye also knows this and sent help, but as we know, they are useless. So I am sending you in their stead. Don't worry, we- we'll kill him. Yeah, we'll totally assault this guy. <laughs> but no, father, <laughs> the only way we can ensure is information won't get out. I'm afraid you're incorrect, my child. In fact, <laughs> killing him would be exactly what his enemies are hoping for. You must keep him alive if the information is to be safe. Yes, it's so much clearer when you say it. Uh, when you arrive, you shall probably be met by one of his assistants. Do not be afraid to tell her of your mission, and she will do her best to help you keep the old fool alive. And uh, what's her name? My information only stretches so far. You'll have to ask her. Fair uh, enough. Now, once you have acclimated yourselves to your bodies and feel prepared to go, come and gather round, and I'll send you on your way. Ah. Uh... My body is a little small. It's kind of cramped in here. Yeah, short stuff. And he's not even the halfling. Oh, yeah, that's true. There is an even smaller one. I kind of just look at you, like, frowning. <laughs> look up at him. <laughs> All right. So, any questions? Any more last-minute preparations before we head out? I- I'm ready immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to check anything. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, damn it. It's crampy in here. All right, I'm, time to kick ass. I, I'm I, not going to check myself. I'm going to check Joe's character. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Wow, you're very short. I take the time to kind of see the limitations of this body. Check it out. Look it over. Look down my pants. <laughs> oh, he brings up a you good got a little point. Half I also look there. down his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I wait to see the reaction on Andrew's face before I give my own sentiment. I'm going to take an extra second here to really see how this body works, because like, now there's things flapping up and down. This looks like a hassle. What now? <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. I didn't realize my character is the female. You're one of Mine's them. Yeah. The female, oh, yeah. too. Alright, so is everyone ready to go? Yep. I'm ready. Let's do it, Dad. Shaking out the spirit life. I'm ready to go. Alright, so everyone gathers around the little old elf. And he has you all kind of like grasp hands. He touches two of you on either side of him. And all of a sudden you guys disappear. And you look up and you are, you're standing on a beach. Kind of like a rocky beach. Like something we'd find around here, not like Myrtle Beach. There's a fairly sizable lake behind you. It's kind of foggy. And in front of you, you see this giant old mansion. Ooh. Just rising out of the fog. Well, boys, we should probably head towards the mansion. Yes, but weren't we supposed to stop someone or stop them from doing something? Stop them from dying. Yes. The old man. It's friend. But he's got a hit on him. No. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure you said not to kill him. I wanted to kill him. No, we're not supposed to kill him. All right, you boys. I believe we have to head to the mansion. Right, because God also said... That uh, we could talk to that assistant who we didn't know the name of. I yes. don't know whose god you're talking about, but Dad was the one that told me to go to the Dad? mansion. Let's do this. And I start taking uh, really big steps, not really like how a dwarf would walk, you know? Someone who is way too big in a dwarf body. I think we walk up to the mansion. I, I will even go as far as to knock on the door. You wild man. Wild woman. Oh yeah, you knock, knock, knock. knock. You knock on the door, <laughs> and a uh, a moment later, 
One of the ancient doors creaks open, revealing a carpeted entryway lit with dozens of weeping candles in floor sconces. Standing in the doorway is a grim-faced woman with several loose scrolls still in one hand. She looks you guys up and down, kind of unimpressed, and goes, Well, yes. Well, yes. We're here to save the old man, love. Grim-faced woman, we told we were told you'd be here. I am New Ramdil Hilfuri. But my friends call me Naramdil Hillfury. And I am Mrs. T. Cooper. <laughs> I'm Mark Wainwright. And is that supposed to mean something to me? We've it been sent should. to protect the man. Dad sent us. Yeah. Grim-faced woman, come on, you were expecting us. You're here to protect who? God, the Lord it. of the manor. Mark, can you handle this? No. <laughs> Stop, boys. I'll take care of this. Woman to woman. Dad sent us to protect <laughs> the lord of your manor, good woman. You're, you're here to protect the professor? From what? From the people coming to hurt him. For his information. Dad said you were expecting us. We're from the Order of the Palatine Eye. Uh, roll bluff on that one. Yes! Uh, let's see. <laughs> 20. <laughs> what was it? Ah, uh, nine. Well, plus... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Mrs. T. Cooper is quite the fucking liar. Bluffer. Quite the fucking liar. <laughs> I don't know where bluff is. Deception. Thirteen. Uh, she kind of furrows her brow at you for a second. The the order sent you? Um, yes, of course, the order. I turn around to the boys very unconvincingly and kind of wink at them. <laughs> I just started nodding my dwarf head like, yup, 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 that's right. Alright, so yeah, she doesn't quite look entirely convinced, but she opens the door and lets you walk in. Oh, perfect. perfect. Let's take everything in here, boys. <laughs> no! <laughs> I mean, protect the guy. <laughs> protect the guy. Is this the guy we're supposed to be protecting? <laughs> no, that's the old lady. His... Well, I'm not I... sure what she is. Excuse she me, might... did you call me old? <laughs> She's right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You'll you'll have to excuse our friend. She is a bit on the slower side. So you guys enter this room, and this is a room called the receiving room. It is oppressively gloomy, though an unlit chandelier glitters twenty feet overhead. Dusty red carpeting runs down the center, flanked with rows of six foot tall iron floor sconces with a few lit candles. At the end of the hall are staircases leading to a second floor balcony. Uh, as I'm taking this place in, I'm realizing how shitty the decor is and how gloomy it is. Like, what, what's going on here? What kind of manner is this? I turn Handsome to... manner you have here. I'm going to turn to the old lady and say, honey, did you decorate this place? I am not the decorator. I am one of the professor's assistants. My job is not to keep up the manner. My job is to assist with the research well i oh. assure you he needs some assistance with the stickle <laughs> yeah you really should clean this place up but also what research i mean i know but let's talk about it a little i studied the dominion of the black and the dark tapestry nick and tom and joe you guys would recognize something known as the dark tapestry from like that giant mirror that you dealt with uh, last time around. Are you dealing with multiple dark tapestries, or just... She kind of laughs. <laughs> There's only the one. 
<laughs> I, I also laugh. Stupid. I chuckle as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dummy. Uh, do, do I know that there's only one? Or... Uh, obviously not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unless if father gave it to her, or them, and wants Shh. us to protect them. Maybe. Ooh. That all makes sense. I'm well, gonna lean in and uh, say to her, is there something you're not telling me? Like what? Like what exactly? And I start walking up the stairs. <laughs> she. I apologize for him. He's... Well, we haven't quite figured out what <laughs> also he is slow. Yet. <laughs> I'm going to crack this mystery. This is like Scooby-Doo in the gang, where we just ran into the villain. And I, I've identified her as the villain, so now <laughs> I can explore the rest of the house and see if there's ghosts. Yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly how Scooby-Doo works. <laughs> <laughs> Nuremdil starts walking up the stairs. What's everyone else doing? I'll follow along. Yeah, uh, I follow. I'm going to turn back to the old lady and say, Honey, could I meet the professor? I mean, I would assume so, if that's what you're here for. Yeah. I mean, like, could you take me to her, please? I assume it's a she. The professor is a man. Um, <laughs> we can't it would right. be. So Nurimdol kind of wanders up the stairs. She kind of looks at you and calls up, like, he's 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 not up there. Oh, whatever. He's and just... And she leads the other... Securing the perimeter. She leads the other three of you to this door, which is just off to the right after you came in from the entryway. Now, I'm checking for ghosts, big time. <laughs> like, this okay. place is gloomy as hell. There might be ghosts here. And right. as a ghost myself, I'm, like, paying special attention. Okay, well, roll perception. 20, baby. 20. You don't see any ghosts. <laughs> That's an 18, by the way, on the perception check. Okay. Tom, you do notice that at the bottom of the staircase, uh, you do see, like, a little lever... And just kind of like looking at it and following the rope that's attached to it up, it it seems to be something to like control the chandelier that's hanging from the ceiling. That's how you catch the bad guy in Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, um, that's an unusual device you got here. No, please don't play with that. The last thing we need is for you to break the chandelier. It's quite old. Uh, what, what exactly does it do? I mean. You, the chandelier needs to be lit. It's it's candles. All right. We have to be able to lower it to light it somehow. Buddy, are you feeling all right? <laughs> so she uh, she leads the three of you to this door, gives it a couple of quick knocks, and then enters. And le- she leaves the door open for the rest of you to pile in. I'm down. I go in. Yeah, I'm upstairs. So. Yep. Yeah, so you're upstairs. You see us, uh, some doorways here. I'm going to poke my head in the first rooms that I come in contact with. Okay. Uh, You open that door. It appears to be a bedroom. There's not much to it. It's literally just a bed with like a desk and a wardrobe. There's. All right. I got to check the drawers. Can't be too sure. (laughs) You look through and you find some undergarments and other assorted clothes, but nothing of real value. Nothing suspicious. Forget value. I'm looking for suspicious. It's looking for ghosts, man. (laughs) No, you find no ghost. You find nothing suspicious. Just. uh, Okay. Just some women's clothes. Alright, I'm gonna look over the balcony next, and I'll be hanging out there trying to overhear, you know, everybody else. Because I'm realizing I'm alone in this spooky mansion. <laughs> so you're, you're just kind of like up here, like the top of yeah. the, just at the railing overlooking this this big hallway and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Did you 
storm off upstairs, search one room, realize you're alone, get scared, and come back to the stairs. <laughs> Just trying to keep up with you. Adventurers. Right, <laughs> it ain't easy being a level 7 paladin. Confidence. Getting scared by spooky mansions. Danger. Yeah, so she knocks on the door, leads you guys in, and kind of introduces you like, uh, um, Professor, these are... Uh, representatives they claim to be from the order of the palatine eye sent here to protect you from something i am mrs t cooper yes father sent us here to protect you that's true my, my name is mock by the way nice to meet you <laughs> i am uh full card underborrow <laughs> you walk in and the professor is there along with two other people who i'm not going to give tokens to because they're unimportant do i recognize either of them you do not, um, but they appear to just be, like, the professor's poring over, like, a table of notes, and the two of them are, they're just kind of, like, sitting over at this table, just poring over their own little research assignments. You get the feeling that they're just, uh, like, they're other assistants that are here to help. When the woman introduces you as from the Order of the Palatine Eye, the professor kind of straightens up quickly, looks over at the two at the table... And kind of, like, jerks his head towards the door, like, go and take a break for a little while. I need to have Ooh. a conversation with these people. I'll call you back when I'm ready. So the two of them and the woman that brought you in, they leave and they <laughs> head upstairs. We think there's going to be an attempt on your life. We've been sent here to save you. An attempt on my life? I can't say I'm entirely surprised. With Why what do I've you say been, that? Well, with uh, with what I've been researching and... Other rumors that I've been hearing about, I figured it was only a matter of time before they came for me. Ah. Yes, as did we. And you are researching what? Well, I'm researching this uh, <clears throat> this strange ritual that the an organization called the Night Heralds performs. They've been stealing time from me, and I need I need it to stop. I figured huh. once they've stolen enough time, they're they've been infecting my mind for so long. I figure. Once I get infected enough, they're going to come for me. Like I was hoping I could fix this before that time came, but apparently I was wrong. Literal time or your personal mind time? Like, I will wake up in the morning having no recollection of the last day and a half. My students tell me that I'm behaving more or less normally, other than a couple of eccentric orders here or there, but it's stuff I don't remember doing. Huh. Just then, you guys all hear a loud knocking on the front door of the manor. Oh! Oh, sorry. Um, the professor also kind of jumps a little bit, but... Ugh, God, more? Like, what could they possibly want now? And he just oh. kind of, like, stomps and, like, walks out past you guys to the front door. Uh, I follow. Hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna follow as well. I'm gonna look around this room. Joe, what are you doing? You just still standing up there watching? Well, yeah, now that there's some action, uh... Like, now that yo, people have perfect. come out of that door, you can see what's going on now. Yeah, freaking sweet, perfect. Okay. I'm, as, I'm lo overlooking what's happening from the balcony, so I got I got a perfect vantage point. Okay, uh, professor gets to the front door and he opens it. As he's doing this, I'm thinking immediately that I regret my positioning that I was just so proud of because this dude that we're trying to protect just opened a door when we know there's assailants on the way. Whoopsie poopsie. All right. So this knocking has been constant since it started. It's like just this 
constant rhythmic pounding just has he gotten to the door yet yes and like that pounding Mm. just continues just constant until like he gets to the door and he reaches to open it maybe you shouldn't open that oh why not i mean well hi we just met somebody's gonna kill you we're here to stop you (laughs) (laughs) this seems like just give us a second let uh, Folkart actually goes over and is like kind of shoves like him out. Shoes the, way. the professor out of the yeah. way. Yeah, Folkart has her mace like kind of at the ready, but like at the side, just in case if it is a, uh, it, it needs to be out quick. All right. So, what are you gonna do, Folkart? I kind of nod everyone like quickly get into whatever positions that you need to be in. So, like, I, I try to give a round to like get everybody like set up. So. Whatever you guys need to do. Okay. So, Mrs. T. Cooper, you're still in that other room. And uh, Norundel, you're up on the balcony. Are you just going to stay up there? Or are you going to come on when down? I see, uh, when I see an order come in, you know, of the, all right, you know, this is what I thought it might be. I'm going to heed gonna... that. And, and I'm going to look down at my stumpy dwarf legs, <laughs> look back up over the balcony, and roll in acrobatics to jump down and be a total badass. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> nine. Nine. A total. You're going to take 15 damage from the fall. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Fucking punish. So that's a new okay. thing with the playtest. Like, they changed the way falling damage works. Like, Oh, perfect. Of, instead of <laughs> doing, like, a d6 for every, like, was it 10 feet? It's like, you take one damage for every foot that you fall. Oh my, my god. god. So, like, passing the acrobatics check mitigates that damage somewhat, but you still would have taken damage from it, because that, that was a high fall. Yeah, especially with my dwarf legs that clearly failed me. <laughs> the, uh, before the door is opened, I'm gonna uh, get ready to pop out some uh, some spooky loot music with a uh, quick inspire courage. Get everybody ready in case it Ooh. burst through the door. Oh. Okay. And but I want to I want to add to the theme and make it seem a little comical, so I'm going to make some overly dramatic, spooky music on my loot. That's fucking sweet. Do right. I hear this? Oh, it's on a loot. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a quiet loot. Yeah. All right, so be stupid. <laughs> I'm going to come rushing out of the other room since this is the first thing I'm actually hearing and knowing what's going on. What's going on? They're boys? opening a door. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> door. What's all the noise then for? You can still hear this rhythmic pounding constantly on this. Uh, I am I am okay. playing along with the rhythmic pounding, by the way. Where's okay, you're using professor. that as your Come beat. back here. <laughs> Absolutely. That's your, that's like it's four on the floor, honey. <laughs> uh, I told the professor to come back towards me. He's kind of goes, uh, oh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so from there, she opens up the door. Uh, you open the door, and there are... Some creatures on the other side that come bursting through as soon as you crack oh. that door open. Oh my god. These five You're creatures. welcome, Professor Handsome Man. <laughs> he is a handsome man, isn't he? <laughs> Adorable. Five creatures pour into the room. And, five? Yeah. And it went from three to five? Oh my Yikes. goodness. Five is way more than I thought. Um, How many more? Just like three or, three or four. real quick, so uh, wow. as I stated, I had my mace at the ready, so like, it, as they're coming in, it, like, do I get a shot at one, or is it just a... Um, no, because that clerics don't actually have that ability. 
Oh, okay. Like, that, the attack of opportunity for movement like that is actually, a f- like, I think right now it's fighter-specific and then maybe rangers. Ooh. But, like, every class kind of has their own little reaction abilities. Clerics are not trained in taking advantage of that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Matt, where right. do they have initiative? Um, it's going to be a perception roll. Right. So Does the feet do anything for that? Uh, incredible initiative adds one to your perception roll. Sick. That, wow, that's a 28, Bob. 28 for Mac. Oh, Mac. That's a 32. 32 for Fulkard. Wow. The natural 20. The natural I 20. I rolled a 19. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mrs. T. Cooper. 17. I'm in. Not bad. And uh, Stubby Dwarf Legs. <laughs> yeah, that's a 12 for me, Bob. <laughs> well, you did fall on your head. Yeah. Yeah, real quick. Um, Hammer, what is my I mean, weapon? Because I don't see where it says. Yeah, you know, also, I didn't see a weapon listed for me either. I have an expert disrupting sap. It should be like on the top It's almost right? like top middle, yeah. Oh, uh, it's just like, hard to see. Yeah, yeah, it's tiny writing, but it's there. Yep. Wait, hold on. I gotta zoom in to 500 times. Yes, expert returning trident. What does disrupting do? It disrupts. Um, a disrupting weapon deals extra damage to undead. Undead hit by an attack with a disrupting weapon take positive damage and additional effects on critical hit. It deals 1d6 extra positive damage. On a critical Ooh. hit, the undead is enfeebled 1 until the end of your next turn. So it's an undead smasher. Yep. So that's plus 1d6? Plus 1d6 damage against undead. But, full card, you are up first. Can I identify these as, like, undead creatures? Um, yeah, roll a religion check. Can we all roll? Or should you want us to wait till turn? Uh, no, you can all roll it. Uh, that's a 29. Oh, that's a 10, I think. Yeah, 10. What? 26, what's up? <laughs> nice. 18. Okay, full card and Nurundil, you both recognize these creatures as ghasts. Oh, gas! I'm aghast at these gas! <laughs> Fulkard and Mach, you both can... Fulkard remembers this, and you can smell it. Mach, you can just smell this. These things have just this stench that surrounds them that actually requires a uh, fort save from both of you. From Mach? From Mach. And from Fulkard. 21. Alright, you're both fine. Nice. And oh, that's awful! And Fulkard, you're up first. Uh, Fulkard will use Conical Channel, uh, which I believe allows me to use a heal or... It allows you to direct your heal spell into a a 60-foot cone cone. instead of a 30-foot aura. Right. So I am going to uh, use my first level heal uh, against the undead specifically. Which um, I think allows me to do 1d10 damage. Now, the way the cone works, you're only going to be able to hit three of these guys. Just the way that they're arrayed and the where you're standing. Right. Got it. Um, you're okay with that? Yeah, it's first level and I want to test this out. Okay. Next question. Are you going to use one of your prepared heal spells or are you going to use one use of your channel energy to do this? I was going to use one of my spells. Okay. You don't want to be too powerful. Well, I don't want to waste the larger heals on this. Probably smart. Right. I mean, I'm sure this isn't going to be the only things we fight. Right. So you're casting it as a first level spell. Instead of doing 1d8 to all of them, it's going to do a flat 4 damage to each, because that's your wisdom modifier. That's your spell casting modifier. Okay. 
the way that's the way the first level aura works. It just does your spellcasting modifier, but it does it to everyone. Right. Whereas like the touch spell or just the single target one does one d eight. Um, I think plus your modifier. Yeah, one d eight plus modifier if you do a single target. It's just the spellcasting modifier if you're doing the aura or the or the yeah, the area effect. So you did four damage to all three of those, and uh, everyone else feels a little nice. Ooh. All right, uh, Mac, you're up. Hmm. Go get him, right. Mac. I'm right in front of one of these things. Yes, you are. Gross. Okay, I am going to hit that bad boy with a disrupt undead. So he has to make a fort save. Okay, and that. So it's a 21. And he got a 21 on his fort save. Okay. Uh, so he passes that, and I believe that's a two-action spell? Yes. Right? Because it's uh, SNV. Yep. Well, it's audio and audio for me, or yes. instrument, but, but yeah. it's two, so yeah. So you still have so, one action remaining, so you could you could do another Inspire Courage, you could move... Yeah, I'll do another Inspire Courage. Okay. That's just definitely what I'll do. I have it right here. It's a uh, 60-foot aura, plus one conditional bonus to attack, damage, and save against fear. Nice. For one round. All right, so that brings us to Mrs. T. Cooper. Yes. <laughs> Get him, Mrs. T. I want to... So if I'm understanding this correctly, where did it go? Sacred Ground. You sanctify an area. It's, it's a 30-foot burst that centers from me. And it lasts for a day. And it says, you make a stand against your foes. You choose aberrations, celestials, dragons... Fiends or undead, all creatures in the area gain a plus one conditional bonus to AC, attack rolls, damage rolls, and saving throws against the chosen creature. Let's see, it's a 30-foot aura, so I am going to move 15 feet over to the left and 5 feet down one. I'm going to just say for flavoring that this spell admits like a visible aura that emanates off of me. Cool. Okay. All right. And I'm going to move up and I'm going to say, Mark, come bathe in the light of Mrs. T. Cooper. <laughs> oh, you got to ask me twice. And I cast that. And I believe that would be my turn. Uh, Yep. You moved and did a two action spell. So that's it. So basically, you all get a plus one against everything against these guys. Tight. Perfect. Nice. Plus, you get my nice. plus one against attack rolls and damage. Yeah, but mine lasts for a day. So all attacks against the undead within that aura uh, gain a plus one bonus to damage and attack rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Also, that does not stack with the Inspire Courage because oh. they're both uh, conditional bonuses. Guess I will stop doing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Stumpy Legs. Nurmdil. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the base of the balcony, having jumped off and failed, and taken 15 damage. <laughs> okay. I see. And then all this fighting happened, and I'm the fucking like front line man. So I'm gonna run as fast as I can. I'm gonna run straight 30 feet, or my uh, speed is 15 feet. So I take a double move, <laughs> and now I'm right in the front. Facing down five gas, and I am afraid of ghosts, but I'm not afraid of protecting my team. Oh, I give it an eight out of ten. Thank you. Thank <laughs> give you. him a plus two on his attack. Any hoozles? May I attack now? <laughs> you may indeed. All right. So it's just the number I rolled plus the big number next to my damage here. 
<laughs> Next the to weapon. your weapon, yeah. Plus one? Yep, plus one. 17, baby. Ooh. You have a total of 17? Yeah, I rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, you missed. Get him next time, champ. <laughs> yeah. You rumble up doing your little silly dwarf out kick dance thing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> take a mighty swing and the gas kind of watches it as it sails by his face. And now it is the guest's turn. Two of them are going to stay on full card. One is going to stay on on Mac. One's going to run up to Nurimdil or slide over to attack Nurimdil. And the last one is going to run up to Mrs. T. Cooper. So I'll start with the two on full card. First is a 20 to hit hit you, full card? No. Okay. Uh, his second attack with a claw. It's a 21. Nope. And last attack does not hit as well. Now the second ghast on you is attacking. Uh, 23. With that plus one on sanctified ground? 24. Nice. <laughs> All right. So he misses with the bite, goes for a claw and misses, goes for another claw and misses. Nice. Now we got one on Mac. Uh, an 11 is not going to do it with the bite. First claw, that might. That is a 23. 21, I get a plus one bonus, so yeah, it's only a 22. Okay, so that's one hit with a claw, and the third claw does not hit, but he is going to do a little damage. He does five slashing damage. And I need two fortitude saves. Two of them. Yep. Oh. Boy, oh boy. 22 and a 15. Okay, you pass them both. Nice. Yeah. Now the one on Mrs. T. Cooper goes for a bite after moving. Uh, that's a 17. That should miss. Yes, it does. You said 17, right? Yep. And he's going to go for a claw as well and also misses. And the last one is attacking Nurimdil. First with a bite. It's a 22 to hit. I don't think so. And then with a claw. That's a natural one on the claw, so he misses again. Yes. Critical miss. Uh, no. That's one oh. thing. They haven't added it for this yet. Like, there's no critical miss for an attack roll. There is on a few spells, I've noticed. Too. Right. There are. Yeah, there are spells and, like... Um, there are, if you critically fail, like, certain skill checks, bad, th- like, worse things can happen. Right. Yeah, that's a reminder for, for Andrew, who's new to this. Critical success mm-hmm. and a critical failure is not just a nat 20 or a nat 1. You critically succeed if you beat the DC by 10 or more, or if you roll a natural 20 on, like, an attack roll. And ah. you, you critically fail if you fail by 10 or more, or roll a natural 1. I like that. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, okay. there, and there's no confirmation roll on a critical hit. Just if you roll a natural 20 or beat it by 10 or more, it's a critical hit. That's just, it just oh, happens. Okay. And that brings cool us means. back to full card. Full card is going to um, take out that uh, mace and is going to uh, just start bopping away. All right. Which one are you going to hit? Uh, the one off to my left. Or the further I... up. That's a. 30. A 30 is a critical hit. Whoa. Speaking of which. Critical hit. When you make an attack roll on a natural 20, or if you beat the AC by 10, uh, you critically succeed. It deals double damage. Um, How you double damage depends on the effect. If it comes from an attack roll, you double the normal number of dice and apply all damage numbers, bonuses, and penalties twice. Okay, so yeah, you're rolling 
twice the number of damage dice and then doubling your bonuses to damage. Does that include the um uh, the sanctified ground that's going on now? Yep, so that's uh, going to okay. be adding a plus two to hit to damage instead of a plus one. Okay. Got eight uh, plus, plus uh, 13 damage. Does it die? Oh, hell no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for a second attack on it. Okay, this one's at a minus five penalty. Right. 14 probably doesn't hit. 14 does not. And last one. At a minus 10. Oof. That's a one. Okay, so you missed. Got it. Mac, you're up. All right. I'm going to start off with... Uh, going to hit with that disrupt undead again, so... Fortitude save. He rolls a nat- natural 20 on that. Mother... I'm going to smack him in the face with my sap. <laughs> I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him right in the face. I'm going to hit him with my sap. Hold on. I rolled a four. I might not hit him with my sap. Uh, that's a... That's a, that's a 16. 16 does not hit. Mm. Uh, Mrs. T. Cooper, you got one up in your face. So the trident being the fact that it's returning, when does it return? At the end of like my turn, or if I wanted to throw it three times, it comes back right after I throw it? I believe it comes back at the end of your turn, but let me get you clarification. And does it still do the same damage if I don't throw it? Yes. Returning. When you attempt a thrown strike with the weapon, it flies back to your hand after the strike action is completed. If your hands are full when the weapon returns, it falls to the ground. So you could throw it three times. Wow, returning actually (laughs) makes throwing weapons worthwhile. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm going to try and stab the one in front of me right in the face. Okay, so that's a 20 to hit. 20 hits. So 15 damage. 15 damage to... To the face. You big brew. Take that. Okay, now (laughs) I'm going to huck a chuck it football (laughs) at the blue guy in front of Mac. Uh, hey. That one is, like, the one in front of you is still up. You didn't kill I'm aware. I am okay. aware of that. Just making sure. Yep. I got the plan. It probably won't happen, but I got the plan. All right, so throw it at the blue guy with a minus five penalty. Yep. So that's 21 to hit. That'll do it. 2d8. Woo! Seven damage. Eight damage, because the... Eight damage, that's right. I'm not even adding my own. It's my own effect. <laughs> I'm so <You're> forgetful. <laughs> So that's going to be a 12. And that's not going to hit. I don't know which one you were targeting, but you missed either way. I was going to, what I was going to do was flavor it so when it came back from the blue dude, if I hit the guy in front of me, it was just going to, like, on the way back, slam into him. Womp womp. That's my turn. So there's your turn. Next up is Nurimdil. Yeah, Nurimdil time. I'm right in the front, (laughs) baby, and I'm going to start swinging the Warhammer. Do it up. The first ball up. Uh, six plus thirteen plus one twenty. Twenty hits. Yes. Woo! Yeah, my thing is a motherfucking two d ten. Twelve damage, and that was just on the first one. I'm just heating up. Oh, do you have a you have a disrupting warhammer? Yep. So add a d six to that as well. Oh shit! Really? Yes. Against undead. Two. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay. Now second attack. All right. My second attack was five more than my last attack from six to eleven. So. That one also okay. hits. And that... 13 plus 1 plus 4. 18. 18. So eight, 18 damage. Okay. Oh, and then All there's right, a have... there's a last attack, too. So yep. uh, the first one... At a minus coming... 10 penalty. Oh, minus 10. Okay. I can do it. The first one I'm coming in huh. from the right side, and then I swing around using the momentum from the left side, and now the last one's going right over, right down the middle. 
Motherfucking 19 on the die. What's my crit? Oh. Is that a crit? Uh, a no. crit only happens if you oh, that's right. AC by 10 or roll a natural 20. Okay, so I don't think I did that. But I did roll a 19 minus 10 is 9 plus 13 plus 1. 23. Yeah, so you hit him. Yes. You hit him again. Uh, 9. Plus a d6. Oh, okay. Well, that one was a 6, so. Boom. Motherfucking disrupting. Was that 15 more damage? 9 plus 6, yep. 15 damage. You turn around and boof, bam, and bring the hammer right down on his forehead, and this thing just crumples to the ground. Yes! Nice. Damn. After totally bashing him in, I glance up at the other ones as if to say, Yo preparado, more. Mucho. Many. (laughs) As though to say just that. So that's Dwarven right there? (laughs) Yeah. Dwarven for come at me, bro. (laughs) Alright. And it is the guests' turn. They are going to stay right where they are and just start mauling the three of you that they're still on. So that's two on full card. First one goes for a bite. Misses. Goes for a claw. And that's a 23. Nope. Still at that 24. And the other claw misses. The other one starts off with a bite. Uh, 23 misses. Uh, first claw misses. Second second claw misses. 24 is tough to hit when you're only rolling a plus 9. Right. All right. Next up is the one on Mac. Uh, that's a 27 to hit. Ike! Alright! Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so that one bites you. And then oh. the first claw is gonna miss with an 18. Yes. And the second claw also misses. But he hits you with a bite. And he hits you for 11 damage. Ooh. And again, I need those two fortitude saves. Yes, sir. Remember, and you get a, a plus one on him this time from me. 19. And a 26. Oh, you're fine. So the last one's going after Mrs. T. Cooper with a bite. Uh, 19's not going to hit. First claw is going to miss. Second claw uh, is also going to miss. You got to come harder than that if you want to get at Mrs. T. Cooper. Excuse me? <laughs> All right. Full card, you're back. So if I do Forbidding Ward, it's a conditional bonus. I'm assuming that doesn't stack with the... It does not stack. You just take the better okay. of the two. Right. So then from there... Uh, with, I think it's Searing Light, can I get all three of them in that, uh, if I go for the red one? Target one creature. Alright, well, then I'm going for, uh, orange, the one to my right. Uh, You roll the attack roll. A 17 to hit. Oh, 18, sorry. 18 hits. Nice. So you're gonna do 4d6 fire damage and an additional (laughs) 4d6 good damage. You do 10 fire damage and 12 good damage for a total of 22. Tight. Nice. Nicely done. I believe that was two actions. And so you have one more. My last action, uh, mace one more time. Take a swing. For the red one. I'm just chipping away at this one. There you go. Uh, 19 to hit. Yes, that hits. That's eight damage. All right. Mac. All right. We're going to go with this one more time. Disrupt Undead. I'm going to go with Disrupt Undead. Okay. Fortitude save. That is a 16 fort save. Oh, uh, yeah, that fails. Yay, so All what's it right. do? It does... I, I don't know. I've never had it work before. <laughs> I've never <laughs> gotten this far before. It does 1d10 uh, right. of uh, yep. positive. 1d10, so that's 3 positive damage. I'm going to go for that, that sweet, <laughs> sweet smack again. All right, oh. smack him with a sap. 
I rolled a four. How's a how's a sixteen taste? Do you, uh, that doesn't do it. <laughs> did did Whoa, you why the... I didn't see that coming? All right, Mrs. T. Cooper, you're up. <laughs> I'm gonna keep trying it in this guy. All right, keep poking him. Yeah, it's thirty-two. Thirty-two is a critical hit. Whoa! Nice. So I... roll double your damage dice and double all of the bonuses. Twenty-nine damage. Hiya! Good lord. You just step up and just thrust that trident right through the thing's neck, and it crumples to the ground. I'm going to now throw the trident at the blue guy. Okay. I like where this is going. And then it's a 26 to hit. 26 hits, but is not a crit. That's going to be 16 damage. Okay. And I guess I'll go again since you didn't say he died. Nope, that one is still up. Nope, didn't hit him. All right. Nurimdil. Oh, yeah. I step up. To the blue one, which is only okay. a five-foot step, not even a move okay. action. It's still an action. <laughs> I'm just it's joking. A, I'm, I'm just, just saying, it's, it's called a step action now. It, it, it does oh, cost okay. an action to five-foot step. Okay. It does not a... provoke reactions, but it is it still costs an action. All right. Well, at least I don't get hammered for moving. I hate that. I'm going <laughs> to swing my war hammer, speaking of getting hammered. <laughs> That's uh, 26 to hit. 26 hits? Yes. Nice. Yes, indeed. Two D10s coming your way, bro. Oh, 24 motherfucking damage. Plus 1D6 disrupting. Plus 1D6 disrupting, which is a 5. 29. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you bash that guy's forehead in and he falls to the ground as well. All right, and then after I do that, I'm going to take another step action to step up to these two fucks. I wanted to uh, exclaim... About Iamade and how righteous I am in the face of these ghosts, gas, whatever you want to call them, spookies. All right, and it's their turn, and they do not like hearing Iamade invoked, so they're both going to turn and attack Nurimdil. Okay, so well, um, slow your roll. Joe took off. Oh, Joe left. Yeah, he probably went to grab a butt. All right. Well, the two ghasts attacked him six times and just kept clawing at his armor and couldn't do anything. So it's a uh, Fulcard's turn. Fulcard will bash the skull of one of them. Uh, the red one. Okay. That's a 16 to hit. That does not hit. I'm going to try to hit it again. A 25 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Six damage. You got one more attack. And then I'm going to attack it again. Oh, that's a natural 20. All right, yes. that's a crit. All right, here we Critical. go. Oh, there's a five... Nine, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-four damage. Twenty-four damage. You drop that mofo. Oh yes. man, it just feels so good. I just nice fucking crushing his skull, just well, getting it like it? really hard to kind of get it's it out. Oh mace, yeah, that's the stuff. Goes what a little too deep out? in the skull. It's kind of hard for me to pull it out of its head. There is one remaining, and now it is Mac's turn. Mac, right, Mac is going to run up on this fool. Yeah. Let's go, I'm Mac. I'm going to move up to the last remaining guy, and I'm going to swing for a 27. Oh. I think I'm finally going to hit. Oh, that hits, but does not crit. I'm s- All right, so let's see. Here. <laughs> Did you add that plus one? No, I didn't, actually. It's a 28. 28 crits. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. It saves yes! lives. In this That's case, so it took a life, but you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, it takes lives, my friend. It takes lives. It plays for both sides. Isn't that right, Tom? 
Yes. It's actually 3d6 because I have a disrupting mace. Is the, Does that become 6d6 or is it, does the disrupting not get doubled? Uh, I think disrupting might have its own thing on a crit. On a critical hit, the undead is enfeebled one. It has the enfeebled one condition. So I only roll one. You're only rolling the one d6, the one d6 but you're going to give it another condition. 20. It's still Please. standing. What? Oh my god. Jesus. I'm going to attack again at minus four. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm flanking too, right? It has a minus two penalty to its AC. I'm going to roll again. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> yep, so that missed. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Mrs. T. Cooper, you're up. <laughs> can, can you explain that? Like, the viewers are going to think we're insane laughing every time Mrs. T. Cooper's up. So Zicky's spamming the chat, Mrs. T. Cooper, in caps every time someone says that name. This looks like a job for Mrs. T. Cooper. <laughs> and I'm going to... The only thing that's been said in text. (laughs) I'm going to run up 20 feet. I'm going to slide the last 15 and thrust up with this trident. Going, hiya! 19. 19 hits. One the boss. 2d8. 8 plus 4 is 12 plus 1 is 13 damage. And you've finally dropped this last ghast. Yeah. Leave it to Mrs. T. Cooper. (laughs) Okay, well, that only took forever. Yeah. As is how all these go. <laughs> all right, so as the last gasp falls, you all kind of catch your breath, and if you look around, you can see uh, the three assistants to the professor kind of, like, looking down from the balcony above, and you kind of look around, and you don't see the professor at first, and then you look, and he's just kind of, like, you can see, like, the top of his head peering out from, like, behind a couch. He's just been, like, nervously watching and, like, hoping that none of the ghasts knew where he was. Um, I motion towards the ghasts. That's why we should open the door. <laughs> really, we shouldn't even Put open the, the real door. real play there. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. That's why we should always shut the door. An unopened door is a happy door. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I actually just shut the door. I'm glad somebody actually <laughs> yeah. shut the door after all Instead that. Instead of just talking about it. Good thinking. You're okay, love. Come on out. Are Are you sure? Are they gone? Well, I'm pretty sure. I kind of kick one in the head. It doesn't move. He looks at the carnage in what was his foyer, and he looks at you, and he kind of takes a look up at the balcony at his assistants, and he tells them to hide as best they can, and he looks at you and says, I, I have to leave the rest of this to you. I'm going to be a liability here, and in case they get past you, I need to... I need to be as secure as I can. So he just kind of walks off to another room, and you hear, like, a few doors locking and closing, and uh, he he's working his way downstairs to, like, a basement room. A panic room? Yeah. i seen the movie. That's exactly what it is. So now, where are these assistants? Do they also hide? Yeah, they were upstairs, and after he said something, they kind of turned and went back to their, I guess, respective rooms, and you can hear them. You can hear the scraping of furniture being like barricading in front of the doors oh okay cool cool what a nice guy didn't have enough room in the panic room for his helpers <laughs> i would like to actually uh stop him as he goes up like uh do you have a password just in case if uh one of them claims that it's us yeah he gives you some like fairly obscure academic phrase to to say through the door got it um 
to let him know that it's safe to come out. Now, looking around, you guys do see a lot of just, like, random spare furniture and stuff lying around. You know this is not the end. Like, do you guys, would you like to try and do anything to prepare for what yep. comes next? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, we are gonna, Barricade we are gonna up. Night of the Living Dead board yes. things up. Yep. Break down furniture. We told them that they needed to redecorate, so let's do the renovation now. <laughs> Maybe we can get a, one of those buses, park in front of his manor, and then do the reveal. Ooh, like <laughs> All right, you board things up. Uh, I'm going to uh, take take some notes from the research yeah. interns in case I need them. Just like a, a paper or two on their table. Are you just stealing their work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go publish it. But in case I need some references, or if I need to produce a document or something, yeah. Hey, can I have this? <laughs> I'm just borrowing it. I'll give it back. Excuse me, can I have this? <laughs> I don't know, it might be useful for father for the mirror. Find a million uses for some academic papers. <laughs> We're uh, barricading and looting, and uh, I think we should rig the chandelier now that uh, Tom pointed it out. Are we going to rig a chandelier? Yeah, Scooby-Doo style. I'm very into this. That would be my only other contribution to uh, making this place assassination-proof. And also perfect. Also, I don't completely understand uh this uh palestine eyes who are these guys yeah they never showed up i feel like they're about to and i'd like to catch a chandelier in them or have them help <laughs> us i'm not sure whose side they're on so maybe 10 minutes after that after the uh the fight with the guests you guys have set up some barricades you've uh let's see we'll see we put mac and we'll put mrs t cooper there are actually two levers that operate the chandelier. So the, t- the two of you are each kind of standing at one of them, ready to throw it should something come underneath the chandelier. Now, how about uh, Fulcard and Nurimdil? What are you guys doing? Yeah, so uh, I guess I don't know what to expect, except I think this house is still spooky as hell. We've rigged it a bit, but those guys knocked on the door, and there's a whole fucking house, and then I've lost sight of my mark, so... Maybe I'm going to go see what he's up to. I mean, he could have been assassinated. I wouldn't even know it. Well, it has only been like 10 minutes. It's not like you've been standing here for an hour waiting. Okay. Maybe I can go find uh, one of his assistants. See if they could use them as bait. I got all this knowledge. All this knowledge about this stuff. they themselves in their rooms? Yeah. I guess it might be a hard uh, sell to get them to come out of their room. So, do you want to just take up positions and wait for the next wave, or what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I take mean, up position. My Warhammer is ready. My lever hand is ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm also ready to lever. Okay. Together, an excellent we will lever. lever. We were born to be levers. Oh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to uh, actually stand right up front, still on the edge of the... um sanctified ground so where are you tom three to the right one up from nick so joe where are you i'll hold the door down okay you're gonna stand right inside the door anyone wants to come in here they gotta go through me what about that chandelier uh yeah you guys can drop it on them when i run away okay so a couple more minutes pass and with seemingly no warning the barricade that's in front of the door just gets blown apart this front door? Nah, I feel useless. Nurimdil gets shoved back a little bit oh. by the force of the blast, 
Doesn't take any damage, just gets shoved backwards. And you guys see this guy rolling in. Some kind of brain thing. These two guys kind of pile in right behind him. And now I get to totally dumpster on them, or... Uh, Now we roll for initiative. Ow. Full card, what do you have? 23. 23. Uh, Mac? Uh, The... 24. All right, what is your perception bonus? My perception bonus is an 8. Okay. Uh, Mrs. T. Cooper? 23. All right, what's your perception bonus? Uh, 11. And full card, what's your perception bonus? Perception is 11. All right, so both of you roll a d20. Boom! Don't fuck with Mrs. T. Cooper. All right, and Nuremdil? Yep, I rolled a... 23, and mine is <laughs> plus 9. Uh, that'd be funny if it was a little 11. <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> so just for reference, Joe, your initiative is at a 23, tied with two yep. other players. You're going last in the initiative order. <laughs> oh what? Oh my god. Oh my god. Dude, that's god. bullshit. I'm in front. That's not good. <laughs> That's splendid. <laughs> okay. So, um, everyone give me a knowledge religion check on these creatures that just burst in the doorway. 28. 15. 26. Oh, six. <laughs> <laughs> so, full card and Mrs. T. Cooper, you know that these, these are vampire spawn. Oh. Uh, vampire the- spawn. The two little ones are. You have no idea what this the two little ones. floating creature is that just, that just like this big floating creature is that just walked in the room or floated into no the room. No clue what the big guy is. Um, but yeah, and the vampire spawn are going first. They're the going. You think closest to them. Yep, they're going right there, and they're going to team up on uh, on Nurimdil. Oh, I'm Nurimdil. <laughs> so the first one is going to start right off with a claw. And 17 is not going to do it. You're flat-footed, so you're at a minus two. Second claw is also a miss. Third claw is a 17 against your flat-footed. Nope. Get out of here. Got to do better than that. Now the one that had to move comes in with one claw at a miss and swings again at a 19 to your your flat-footed. Nope. All right. I got plate armor, bitch. (laughs) Okay. Now it is the... Big floaty nightmare's turn. Ugh, I don't like it. <laughs> it is going to try to bite at Nuremdil. Uh How about a 31? Ooh, that's bigly. Yeah, that hits me. That hits me a lot. <laughs> Not more than 10, though. You take 23 damage, and I need two fortitude saves. Oh, don't do that to me. A paladin? A plus one on him. Oh, that's a good one. 28 plus one, 29. Okay. Ooh, that's not so good, but my fort's pretty high. That one's 20 total. That's with the plus one and everything? Yep, yep. You fail the second one, oh, and you are enervated. You have the condition enervate one. Oh my god. Anything that you roll that has a proficiency that gets added is at a minus one penalty. So oh, all your attack sucks. rolls, all your saves, all of what? your yeah. I see all, all the proficiencies skills. on this. They're everywhere. You literally yep. can't see anything without a proficiency. <laughs> Those are all at now now at a minus one penalty. Wow. And now he's coming at you with a claw. What? Okay. <laughs> no, what did you just roll? 
That's a natural 20. Oh, oh no. no. Joe. Joe's dead. It's all right. Maybe I can shrug oh. it off with my... So Joe's going to take... Paladin ability. Joe, he's rolling a lot over here. Yeah, it's okay. I still got a lot of HP. You take 37 damage. Oh, shit. And I need another fort save. Fuck off. I'm not giving you a fort save. <laughs> oh, wait. No, wait. No, I will. I will. Because I know you're just going to say fine. What did I take? 37 just now? 37 damage. That is a fair chunk. <laughs> oh, natural 20. Okay. What do I do? No, you're fine. Okay. And now, now he comes at you with a second claw. Oh. Don't get hit. Don't get hit, thanks. Dude, you did it. No problem, You Bob. did it. Witness. Oh, Joe, you're fucked. He crit Wait, again. natural one? Not 20 again. Oh, no. You're just looking to what murder some poor dwarf. What did I just tell dwarf. you, Joe? <laughs> Joe, why don't you listen Joe, to me? Joe, you're dead. I'll stand near me. the door. The door blows apart <laughs> as three people come in. Okay. Yeah, you, are one sh- you are one rounded, my friend. Uh, you take another... Get surprised. You rounded. take another 40 damage. Oh... Oops. You're down. And another fort save if you're still up. No way. I'm most certainly not up. I'm at negative 14. <laughs> okay. So you're actually at zero, and you have the dying two condition because he crit you. <laughs> dying two. Yep. Uh, what does that do if you'd be so kind as to tell me? I know what it sounds like it does. <laughs> <laughs> when you are reduced to zero HP, you are knocked out. When this happens, you're subject to the following effects. You fall unconscious. You immediately move your initiative to directly before the current initiative position. So congratulations, you moved up in the initiative order. Nice. Um, Or is that somehow bad for me? We'll see. You gain the dying one condition. If the effect that knocked you out was a critical success from the attacker or the result of your critical failure, you get dying two instead. So you have dying two. So there's dying and then there's advanced dying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if your dying reaches four or greater, you die. You lose the dying condition upon returning to one or more HP. When you lose the dying condition and have hit points, you regain consciousness. You also gain or increase your wounded condition, making you more likely to die if you start dying again, as described below. So when you're dying, at the start of each of your turns, you attempt a special fortitude save to see if you get better or worse. This is called a recovery saving throw. The effects are as follows. A success, your dying value is reduced by one. A crit success, yes. you reduce it by two. If you fail, your dying value increases by one. If you critically fail, your dying value increases by two. So if I critically fail this dying check, I'm just dead. Yep. <laughs> From let's negative see. two to negative four. And you better get a new body, buddy. <laughs> and let's see. The DC... The damage that reduced you to zero hit points came from something that doesn't have a DC such an attack roll. Use the attacker's class DC. So I gotta decide what your what the DC is gonna be on this. Oh, perfect. Let's Matt see. has always been known for being very merciful. You know it. We're gonna go with a DC twenty six when it comes to your turn. You're telling me I have to roll a DC twenty six with what? What do I get? It's fort. Yep. All right. I got a plus thirteen fort, so it's only a sixty five percent failure. Yep. Well, now that he's done, that brings us to Mac. Well, when you say the word done, that doesn't sound nice. (laughs) I am going to hold steady on my plan to when these mofos cross under that uh, chandelier on my weapon. Yes. All right. Next up is Mrs. T. Cooper. I'm going to hold to the plan as well. All right. Full card. Full card is going to do healing level four, three round action. A fourth level 
like spell yep fourth level spell heal and is gonna use cold what is it the cone uh yeah uh which is does that deal damage to these fucking things and uh, heal me yep conical channel um as a fourth level spell that's gonna heal um it's gonna deal 4d8 damage to the vampires okay because now you're at a higher you're at a higher level well, that's 12 uh, damage to the vampires. Okay. And possibly to that giant thing. I don't know if it's undead or not. And how much uh. healing for old uh, Naramdal? You heal that same amount. So you heal for 12. Right. Uh-huh. And you regain consciousness. Ooh, you lo- you lose what? the dying condition. Altogether? That what? Yes, but now you have the wounded condition. Oh. Do I have 12 HP? Yep, you have 12 HP and you are wounded one. Now, what wounded means is if you drop to the dying condition again, Mm -hmm. whatever you get dropped to increases by that wounded condition. So if he crits you again to knock you out, you're going to drop to dying three instead of dying two. Oh boy. Or if something just knocks you out regularly, you're going to drop to dying two instead of dying one. Gotcha. So you're alive. You're up with 12 HP right now. You're conscious, Sweet. but you are still prone because you fell down when he chomped your face. Right. Yep. He did that. That's your turn, right? That was a yeah, three that action. Was three action. Yeah. yeah and uh, it is the vampire's turn. And oh, look, the person lying at their feet just woke up. So they're going to try to claw the ever living crap out of you. And you are fat oh still. Oh, my God. I mean, it distracts them for one turn. Uh, let's see. That was a 14. That was uh, a, like a 12 and like a 10. Mm-hmm. And the other one's the other one's going to go. That's, oh, my God. That's a 13. Also bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blocking these things left At, and right. After critting you twice with the big guy, these guys roll single digits six times in a row. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's your turn. I'm going to uh, do the withdraw action three times. Okay. <laughs> Standing up is one action. Oh, can I crawl away? <laughs> uh, you can, but it's like half speed. It's not ideal. <laughs> you can just walk away. Like, these things don't have attacks of opportunity. Oh, uh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to walk away. So you go where you okay. need to go. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go in here. There you go. Draw him in the direction of not the chandelier. Oh, wait. Oh, yep. wait. wait. <laughs> I'm going to wind up there. Back to the where I started this whole uh, ordeal below okay. the balcony in the middle. Now it is the big guy's turn, and he is going to start floating up towards you guys. Ah, Ready, hey. back. I'm going to get the drop on him. Pull the lever. All right, so you guys pull the lever? Pull the lever. Yes. And it goes right through him. Okay, so he does get a reflex save to try and... Dodge it. Him and the vampire. They're both within the range of it. So, mm-hmm. big guy first passes his reflex save. And the vampire mm-hmm. also passes his reflex save. They're going to take half of 6d6 bludgeoning damage. Wow. Still pretty legit. Way more damage than I thought. So, they each take 10 damage. Alright. Okay. Work with that. But, uh, yeah. Hey, Joe, your old friend's back. Who's that? Rawr. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I should have ran in that goddamn room. Uh, he's attacking you with a bite. At least I'm standing up now. Am I still flat-footed? No, you moved. You're good. Yes. Um, and that's a 23 to hit. 
Now get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> All right. Kill me once, shame on me. Kill me twice. <laughs> don't, don't get killed again. Mac, you're up. All right. Let's see. I'm going to flank with. Yeah. All right. Do it up. Actually, I'm just gonna bash it because the sap is pretty good. Okay. That's a seventeen. Seventeen does not hit. Alright, I'm gonna try one more time. Okay. Twenty-three. Twenty-three does hit. The disrupting hits this, I assume, right? No. Oh, I okay. Nine damage. Yeah. That okay. probably kills it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's totally dead from when the chandelier fell on it. <laughs> Alright, next up is Mrs. D. Cooper. I will throw my trident at it. Okay. Twenty-five to hit. That hits. Eight damage. Okay. I'm going to use a searing light spell. I shoot a blazing hot ray of light twinged with holy energy. Make a ranged touch attack against the target. If you hit, deal 4d6 fire damage. If the target is a fiend or undead, you deal 4d6 additional good damage to it. Oh, love that good damage. On a critical hit, double all damage. So go ahead and... Roll your attack roll. So it's d20 plus what? Oh, doesn't even matter. Oh. It's a crit, which means I double oh. all damage dice. That's 16d8, right? It's <laughs> You're going to do 8d8. Nope, because it's 4d6 of fire damage and then an additional 4d6 of good damage. So that's 8d6 it's, double to 16d6. It's an additional 4d6 if it's a fiend or undead. This is neither. Oh, 8d6 fire damage. It better than 9. I don't add anything to it, right? Right. Yeah, just straight up 8d6 fire. Boom! Mrs. T. Cooper in the house. Oof, good 35 shot. 35 damage. Good oh, shot. Man. Nice one, Mrs. T. Cooper. Thank you. All right. That brings us to the vampires. And they didn't like that very much. So one of them's going after you. What? And the other one's going to flank Mac. Mac. Oh, it's Mac attack. So first up is against Mac. Uh, 18 against your flat-footed. Against my flat It's your AC minus two. No, haha, I am uninjured. Second one is also a miss. And against Mrs. T. Cooper, one claw coming in at a miss. All right. Nurimdell, let's see what you got. So I'm trying to heal myself. I'm a paladin, so I must be able to. I got this thing called Channel Life. So I can cast okay. Heal Heighten to the same level as my champion powers by spending one spell point, increase my spell point pool by one. Yeah, you spend one spell point and you cast Heal. And you can do the one action version on yourself. And it's going to be a fourth level spell, which is really good. Yeah, so you're, you're healing yourself 7d8 plus yes, your spellcasting modifier. Is a good idea. What is my spellcasting modifier? Uh, should be Charisma as a paladin. Okay, two. All right. <laughs> Fucking sick, yo. That is some damn. 41 plus two. 43. So you just healed 43. Ho, oh, ho, ho, That is some anti And that only yeah. cost one action. Are you for real? Yeah. I can't do that again, can I? Sure you can. I can do the whole same thing again? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, my God. 44 is total. It? I'm at full health. Let's fucking go. Am I still wounded one, or am I... You are still wounded one. Oh, okay. Well, they're not going to kill me, so let's do this. And you still have an action left. You know I'm going to fucking just toss myself two heals, right? And now I'm going to crack my neck 
bring out the Warhammer and bash this fool. Uh, total of 20. Does not hit. Ah, that would have been so badass. If only. All right. Oh, but it's his turn. Oh. So, yep, this thing's going to uh, chomp on his favorite target. Coming at you, Nurimdil, with a 25. Uh, 25 doesn't hit, bitch. Get out of here. And now he's coming at you with a claw. By the light of Iomidae. And that's a 25 again. Nope. Doesn't hit. And then a natural one on the final. Yes. Iomidae hath blessed me with greatness. <laughs> I am now unkillable since I have been killed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mac. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin on this uh, vampire fool okay. that snuck up on behind me, and I'm gonna go for a solid smack. Now, does he get the plus one? Yes, you get plus one against them. Twenty nine to hit. Uh, that's a crit. Twenty three oh, damage. Oh, lord! Yeah, he's dead. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. All right, now for my next trick, <laughs> I'm gonna turn and smack the the big baddie. Okay. At minus four, that's a 24 to hit. With the flanking, that hits him. Nice. Yeah. That's 11 damage to the squidgy man. Nice, nice. And, well, I guess I'll swing again, yeah, right? Yeah, give it a shot. Hope for the natty 20. Yeah, right. Well, let's see. Nope. Okay. I miss. All right. Mrs. T. Cooper. I will use innervation. Make a range tuck a touch attack. If it succeeds, the effect depends on a target's fortitude save. So, no, we just didn't. Mm. So, that's 19 to his touch. Okay, that's a miss. I guess now I'll try and stab the little dude in front of me. Okay. 22 to hit. 22 hits. 15 damage. Okay. And that ends my turn. Alright. Now it is said vampire's turn. He is going to... Claw for his life at uh, Mrs. T. Cooper. That's a 26 to hit. Ty goes to the defender. So he hits you. He hits you for effect. The monster automatically grabs the target until the end of the monster's next turn. The creature is grabbed by whichever body part the monster attacked with, and that body part can't be used to strike creatures until the grab is ended. Grabbed creature can escape using acrobatics or break the grapple with athletics, and the grab ends the monster's moves away. Okay, so it grabs you automatically. But you can attempt to break it with an acrobatics or athletics on your turn. But being a vampire, it is also going to now spend two actions to drink your blood. He has to make an athletics check against your fortitude DC. Your fortitude DC is basically going to be 10 plus your modifier for fortitude. Uh, He got a 24. 26. Sorry, 26. You have the drained <coughs> one condition, and the vampire recovers a little bit, and I think he can do it again. So he is going to try it again, uh, but that's only a 20 against your fortitude DC. Nope. He fails that, but you have the drained one condition, which sounds interesting. All right. Well, in the meantime, it is Nurimdil's turn while I'm looking up the drained condition. And uh, Nurimdil is going to totally warhammer... Right on out of this fool. I'm at full HP. I'm ready to fuck. Let's do it. Do it up. It's a 27. 27 hits. Goddamn right it does. I'm going to swing again. That one's at a minus 5. Yep. Yes. So 26 minus 5, 21. 21 and I'm flanking. Does, 21 I'm does flanking. not hit. 23. You do not worry about flanking. I do the flanking. And you missed. 
Yeah, but I was just trying to make sure you really got it. And I'm going <laughs> to attack a third time. Okay. Oh, no, I'm not. Just kidding. Just the one. I mean, I did do it. It just failed. Oh, big dice. Big dice. Big dice. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I rolled a 19 plus 4, 23. All right. So, Nick, the drained condition. So, you're drained one. So, you're going to take a, one, a minus one penalty on fortitude saves and constitution-based checks. You also lose a number of hit points equal to your level times the drained value. So you're going to lose 7, seven. seven HP. It says, in most cases, this will heal naturally like over time. And that brings us to the big creature's turn. I think we skipped my turn at one point here. I haven't gone in like a little bit here. Oh, yeah. You should have gone before the vampire. So go ahead. My bad. I'm going to do innovation. So I'm going to pull the same thing that Nick tried. Okay. On the big guy? I'm a big guy. That is a 21. 21 doesn't do it. I mean, I guess I'll walk over to the vampire and I'll have uh, my club ready or my um my mace. Now it's Big Baddie's turn. He's going after Nuremdil because he's pissed that he stood back up. First attack is a 33. Oh, that's a good first attack. Bite. <laughs> that hits. And then the first claw is going to miss with an 18. And the mm-hmm. second claw might hit with a 27 27 yep that hits okay sure so he got the bite and he got one claw so the bite does 21 damage and another 17 damage from the claw and i need three fortitude saves oh Oh, come on matt three wow 28 pass fail That's a pass. So you take another enervate condition. So you should be enervated two now. Oh my god. So that's a minus two penalty on all of your proficiency based rolls. Perfect. Alright, Mac. Okay. I'm going to use Sound Burst. It's a level two spell. So it has to make a fortitude save. Alright. That's a 23. Oh. It beats it. I'm going to whack it once. Well, no, you still do damage. Oh, I think you're right. Uh, you do half damage. Yes, yes. Okay, well, I mean, hey. It's something. I'll take it. <laughs> 2d8. I'm just going to do it the hard way. He takes four damage. All right. <laughs> uh, and now I'm going to... It's uh, it's actually a 28. Don't listen to that 29. It's lying. <laughs> well, that is a hit. <clears throat> cool. That'll be 2d6 plus 3. There it is. Nine. All right. Mac just lets out this mighty yell that seems to reverberate through the creature's body and then with one final big thwack upside the back of its skull area (laughs) the creature crumples to the ground sweet i give it another solid whack okay all right there's still one vampire up and uh that's uh mrs t cooper finish it off can i attack it even though i'm grappled Uh, i believe so kick it in the balls that's uh, 23 to hit. Yep, you hit it. There are certain for actions you have to make. 12 damage. For 12 damage. It's still up. Oh my god. <laughs> I missed on that one. Come on. Missed on that one. <laughs> All right. Full card. Take it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it. That's a 17 to hit. Doesn't hit. <laughs> that doesn't Damn hit. Damn it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. And it's the vampire's turn. God. Oh my god. Damn it. <laughs> it's still grabbing on to Mrs. T. Cooper. 
so it's going to you're gonna keep trying to drain your blood uh that is an 18 nope one more time with a nat 20 oh no so you are now drained two and doesn't get the third one so you lose another seven health mm-hmm. all right nuremdil do what you do best Alright, Nuremdil's gonna straight up run right over this dude. Flanking him. And really just coming up and swinging the Warhammer with a bunch of gusto. That's a fucking 30. What's up? Uh, yeah, that's a crit. And you murdered its face. Absolutely wrecked. (laughs) Ooh, that was a little dangerous. Uh, I died for a second there. (laughs) I was unconscious. Guys, I died. (laughs) Nuremdil died. (laughs) How was the act? It was alright. I came back, like, right away, though, thanks to... Thanks to my unknown named Some quick person there. Seriously. All right, so you have taken down this giant creature, and uh, the night seems quiet. Hooray! That's a good way for night to be. I don't like mm. when the doors are popping open and uh, ghosts are spooking in. I give uh, the secret password. The professor comes. He like slowly opens the door and peers out to make sure that you're not tricking him. He comes out and... Makes his way back into the foyer to see this giant carcass thing on the ground. He thanks you profusely, and no, no problem, bro. He thanks you, but then kind of like ushers you out the door, like thanks. Now get the hell out! I've got work to do. What? You're serious? Wow. And as soon as you, as soon as you guys step out the door, like you open the door, you step through, and you find yourself back in the familiar laboratory where you will first woke up. Can I just say, like, right, but, like, Ooh, when I'm starting to feel that funkiness, like, I bring the, uh, I bring my, like, oh, mace? Ma- uh, yeah, I bring my mace over the head like I'm about to just bash someone in the skull with it. <laughs> like, bash one of your friends yeah. in the skull? We <laughs> 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 leave. Were you just about to? No, what are you talking no, about? No, of course not. <laughs> Damn. All right, well, I guess that's that. Yeah. The wise and old elf just kind of looks at you as you all appear. For once, everyone returned intact. He looks at you and says, Well done, my children, well done. I look forward to seeing what information this professor can provide me now. You've done well. Until next time. I've got literature in my pocket, but that was my old body, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I left it in my old body. (laughs) One by one, he just plucks you guys out of the the bodies that you're inhabiting. Thank you, Dad. That's funny. he just kind of like carries you over and just deposits you back in your containment unit. I made that last... research. I hope I took a critical Long piece. lives Mrs. T. Cooper! Good job, Mrs. T. And Cooper. the last thing you see before your consciousness fades out is the pleased expression on the old elf's face. Oh, Dude, this, finally. Aww. This guy's definitely going to be like the bad guy. <laughs> scenario. And we'll see you next week, folks. See ya. See ya. Adios. Adios. We're all not the brightest crayons in the toolbox.